You are warmly welcome to listen to WDBE Talks, the podcast for world of digital built environment. Let's start the journey to a sustainable urban future together by unlocking urban super sensing. Hello and welcome to this episode of WDBE Talks. My name is Arne Heiskanen and my guest is Jan Saar, Head of Digital Construction for the Ministry of Economic Affairs and Communications in Estonia. The topic of our discussion is Unlocking a Supersense for a Common Language in Construction. Jan, it's great to talk to you again. Hi Arne, it's great to be back in your podcast. So, uh, you are one of the organizers of uh, the upcoming WDBE 2021, or should I say it's already <laughs> ongoing. So, what's different about this the event this year? Well, this year it's, uh, it's more about the community than an event, actually. So, uh, WDBE has been transformed from kind of a... Uh, this big event that happens every year into a kind of uh, ongoing community event series and not just event series, but, you know, matchmaking and everything that is related to the community. So there's still going to be the main event in September, but uh, we have a bunch of cool events uh, throughout the year. And we already did one in, uh, in the end of um, end of March, which was uh, about, uh, you know, a common language in construction. Yes, and the title of that session was, Do we really need a common language in construction? Perhaps the answer is quite obvious. <laughs> um, but WDBE has a new meaning this year. It's the world of digital built environment. Yes, exactly. And we are, um, this year, the theme is about uh, super senses or how you, you know, what kind of uh, uh, sensing capabilities do we get uh, in addition to, you know, the, the natural ones we have from, from being humans, but what we can get from digital tools and these new technologies, how they really expand our possibility to, to sense the world, the urban environment in a new way. Kind of giving us uh, superpowers. Yeah, exactly. When we're talking about a common language in construction and for construction, what do we actually need um, mean by a common language? Well, for us uh, in Estonia, um, at the ministry, we started developing the e-construction platform. And the vision of that platform is to bring together, you know, all the data and services throughout the building life cycle uh, for, for all stakeholders involved, actually. And what we quickly realized or what was already a problem is that, you know, people are naming things differently while talking about the same thing. And this is, you know, very common in, in these different um, disciplines, uh, whether you talk to architects, whether you talk to engineers, uh, you talk to builders, uh, you know, the maintenance guys, you know, for every, for everybody, the, it, they might be talking about the same pipe or column, but they have different names and different meanings for them. And this makes communication um, a bit more difficult, uh, to put it mildly. And uh, 
uh, when it comes to you know the digital uh, transfer of information, then it, it's even more complicated because um, as humans, we can kind of understand if we if we talk to each other and we look at something, we kind of make you know connections that it's maybe the same thing, or we we get the understanding through different means, not from direct you know naming conventions or or specifications. Uh, maybe through you know practice or previous experience with with these people or or whoever, and um, but with machines it's very straightforward. You know either it is or it isn't that. And if there's many names, you start have you have to create translation tables, etc. And that all adds up to more resources. You need more time and energy to do the translation, which well you really don't need to do. Uh, if you would have a common way of uh, naming things and uh, referring to them. And that's why the kind of a common language is, is very important uh, for us uh, in our ambitions to develop the e-construction platform. But it's not only about, you know, what we do here in Estonia. It's, it's a global problem. It's a global issue. And as soon as we step out of the, you know, traditional world of borders, where, and in the digital world, there is no borders. Uh, you you run into the same problem, and and that's why we had this event uh, titled, uh, as you said, uh, in a, in a question form. With, it was a rhetorical question, of course, and uh, where we tried to tackle these issues um, on an international level to look at what people mean by a common language and what are the kind of possible solutions. We could uh, we could use uh, or we could apply to to help with this uh, information exchange. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I actually watched the recording of the event. It's still available, for, by the way, if, if you're interested. It, really interesting uh, presentations. But the one thing that I noticed is that well, we don't have just one answer to this question. That it's a it's a it's a set of different te techniques and technologies and. And, and and classifications we talked they talked about classifications linked data ifc ontologies data templates iso standards and so on so it's 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 not just one language yeah you're absolutely right and that was also one of the goals of that um, session to really look at uh, and bring people from from these different research groups, uh, maybe together, and to under to see if you know the people who are looking or each and every one of them is trying to develop a common language, uh, and do they have a common language between themselves? Actually, so that was um, that was interesting. So a large part of that session was focused on the on the panel discussion, uh, and we had uh, you know Gunnar Freeborg from Denmark, um, uh, Seppo Terma from from Finland, uh, David Fetko from Poland, uh, Yaroslav Nehiba uh, from, from the Czech Standardization Agency. So everybody's doing uh, different stuff. And as you mentioned, the classification uh, system is, is a hot topic. Uh, also in Estonia and together with our Danish and Czech colleagues and also the Polish colleagues, we've adopted a common classification system or our on the way to adopt a common classification system, which is CCI, Construction Classification International. So that is kind of one first step. 
And you have to take, I think, um, you can't take huge steps. You have to take small steps. It, it is a long road, but adopting at least one common framework um, from to help with the legal classification side and also with, you know, in digital systems uh, from the supported by the government is, I think, really important because at the end of the day, uh, a lot of companies are looking, uh, you know, they have their own way of, uh, every company has their way of systemizing information and, and using some sort of classification system. But when it comes to delivering projects, they really have no choice but to look at what is required legally. And as long as we have, you know, one thing uh, in legal documents, which might not be suitable for the digital, uh, you know, tools and transfer information, it's coming from, you know, the paper-based old processes, this will always be a stumbling block for whatever we want to do um, in our companies or between each, uh, in, the, in the industry as a whole. So in Estonia as well, we're trying to update the legal part of, uh, of the classification requirements and to modernize it and to make it more international so that we're no longer stuck in you know our own system which uh, is not used outside of Estonia because Estonia is so small it would be it's a huge waste if we if we put all of this effort uh, and continue developing our own proprietary systems uh, which are not compatible with with our neighbors in Finland and Scandinavia uh, the Baltic countries. So that's why I think the co collaboration we're doing with this um, CCI network is really important. So it, it, that's, again, that's just one piece of the puzzle. Uh, but it's, I think, a very important piece because in legislation, it's too soon to really talk about the full benefits of, you know, how linked data can be used. Uh, when you talk to lawyers, when you talk to you know, the legislators, um, it's a much more complicated world on one hand uh, to get, you know, the consensus to get agreement on what to put in a legal text. Uh, but on the other hand, it's a much, much more simpler world because there's no room for technical complexity. And that's why they always prefer, you know, these uh, single dimension, more simple classification systems to say, you know, what is a school, what is a uh, what is a hospital, uh, what is a living room, what is a uh, working room, etc. And, and they always try to fit that into kind of one, one uh, list of classified objects. But in reality, it, the world is not that simple. You have different dimensions, different levels, and there is actually a much better way to describe uh, something using, uh, using both the classification uh, and and related parameters. And that's what's uh, really cool about CCI is that it provides this multi-dimensionality and it's really easy to link it to, you know, existing uh, other systems like IFC and IFC properties. And from there on also to, uh, you know, the product data templates that uh, Espen Schultz um, uh, from Norway uh, was in our uh, session and, and talked about. And, uh, and yeah, further along that than linked data as well in the future. Hmm. So it seems that we have a lot of those building 
blocks for this common language already available? Or do you think that there's still something missing? Um, good question. <laughs> I don't think there's missing. I, I think we still have too many blocks. <laughs> so we really, uh, we're trying to put together this, uh, this tower from, um, if you imagine Lego blocks, then uh, we have a huge pile of, of, of really different colors and different shapes and you can construct uh, almost anything out of it. But uh, it might end up being very complicated, very big, and it's a huge undertaking. So if, as, if we manage to you know, eliminate some of the blocks and make it more simple, it'll be easier to construct that uh, tower. What do you see are the main gaps in, in implementation of these, let's say, common languages or language? We also had uh, a long discussion around uh, actually the same question you just raised uh, what are the gaps or what we should really do and i think the consensus from from uh, all of the panelists and the kind of common message was that you need to really collaborate you need to come out from your um, building silos from your head and and really start collaborating with others talking about this subject I know it's not an easy subject to talk about. Uh, it's not the sexiest topic you can imagine when talking about digital construction. You know, you have robots, you have AI, you have, uh, you know, cool VR, AR stuff uh, that's really visual, that's, uh, you know, exciting. And then you have, you know, talk about a common nomenclature. Like, what? <laughs> but, but the people who are researching this topic are very into it and and whenever you really start talking about this common language part everybody has an opinion and everybody starts to get involved and once you really start thinking about okay how then we should do it together then i've seen so many times where when people are, they're like almost light on fire they they get very the discussions get very heated and it's it's always about you know finding a common path in that discussion and then more often than not uh, it's possible to do that because they really start to think you know why why should i prefer you know the way i've been calling something or the system i've been using to another system but uh, for some people of course it's it's very difficult to make that leap because it uh, in in some cases the systems are have been rooted for years decades even and in estonia we're we're lucky that we don't have a system that is rooted you know very very deep like uh, in many of the you know more experienced uh, western countries or even in finland actually you also have you know the talo classification system it's been there since the 80s right uh, and and very much used till the till this day so in in those cases it's much more difficult to find uh mm, you know, to transition to maybe a more, a newer system, a, a common system. But it all starts with, with the discussions, with the collaborations, and with uh, really uh, understanding the other stakeholders you're talking about, talking to. And then uh, we also ended up kind of uh, on a very philosophical level about, you know, uh, empathy or how, how do you really perceive the needs of others and how you accommodate that. 
and that's what a common language does, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I notice I've also noticed that when people are discussing these things, it's not it's sometimes it becomes a little bit political even. <laughs> you have your agenda and it's as as you mentioned, collaboration is is not easy. So, uh what do you see the role of of uh clients and and let's say public sector clients like governments and cities in in implementing these this common language the role of clients is very important i won't say it's the most important role but in estonia we have a saying that the fish rots from the head and in this case it's uh, in, in case of construction it is the client actually that is the head of the fish because they set the requirements uh, they set the needs they set the budget etc and it all starts from there if the clients are not interested in the, if they don't ask for um, a a better way of uh, of systemizing information uh, or transferring that information then it will be very hard for the other stakeholders who are trying to deliver kind of the vision of the client uh, to do that because it's um, you know it's not on their top priority list the top priority list is always what you have in the contract what is set in the contract requirements and one way to kind of maybe help the clients or uh, navigate around that is is if we add more and more uh, maybe uh, requirements or or some uh, helpful uh, guidance into um, government systems like we have in Estonia the building registry the e construction platform uh, where we also require that you use a classification system and that's where we now are transitioning to CCI slowly but uh, and you have to support of course the public clients because uh, more often than not they don't have the resources to really hire experts on this uh, uh, to get you know uh, technical uh, experts who are fluid in in uh, digital data exchange uh, when it comes to construction documentation etc so there's a lot of facets to that but uh, but it all starts with the clients so it's very important and uh, we need to support them as much as uh, we can i mean the whole industry uh, needs to uh, develop uh, guidelines, give recommendations, uh, outline best practices so that it would be easier for the clients to to use this and and put them uh, into their uh, uh, requirements and, and contracts. Yeah, and there are also these technology companies who actually provide the tools for us. They are also important, uh, an important factor in implementation of, of common languages. Yeah, absolutely. And and the more I think about it, it's, it's often like a chicken and egg situation. I mean, if you don't have the clients asking for from software vendors uh, the the required tools that would make it easier to maybe use a common common system, um, if you don't have these clients asking for that, the software vendors well, it's also not in their interest to develop or put it on their high priority list. Um, but on the other hand, if you don't have the tools that you see that you can use uh, for for naming things, for for using a common language, then you really don't know if you should ask for it. 
and, and that's the dilemma of the clients. But uh, but slowly we are. I think it's it's getting better and it's improving, and and the tools are also becoming more and more flexible. And I think if we look further down the path um, in the future, I'm quite sure at some point really won't matter maybe that much exactly how you name or classify something um, the technology the the software which is hopefully then driven or supported by AI in some form will be able to decipher uh, regardless of what you are uh, what system you're using what it is and and that is really the point in time when we don't have to think about that so much but we are not there yet. We're not even close to that yet. So right now we still have to uh, help the machines to understand. And well, once, once we've managed to really make it easy for machines to understand, then they can start to help us. But to get the machines to understand, we first have to agree between humans, between us, how we, uh, how we name things. And then step by step, we will get to the nirvana of having you know the ai decipher everything for us <laughs> yeah 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 that's a good scenario um, but also i think that digital twins are a driver in this in this uh, matter as well and there is actually a talk uh, on the eu level about digital twin of the earth that sounds really awesome and and <laughs> i don't know what, what are your thoughts on that yeah, I also heard about this project. I uh, haven't uh, seen many details of it. Um, but uh, yeah, their ambition is to create a, a kind of fully uh, digital twin of the whole Earth so they can simulate climate change. Well, that's huge uh, undertaking and very ambitious. But uh, I hope the project will... Uh, get off to a good start and and we'll start to deliver results uh, soon because uh, uh, if if they wait for too long and try to make it too good then I don't think we will ever see uh, any tangible results mm. but uh, digital twins are also uh, being talk uh, very, very uh, a t tiny topic in in construction and and more specifically for building life cycle uh, needs so uh, i i think that i i'm not sure if those things can can have anything to do with it, each other this digital twin of the earth and, and and the built environment but hopefully they will meet at some point yeah i hope so too i mean we are also developing the digital twin in estonia but our focus is of course as you said on the built environment not so much, uh, you know, simulating uh, natural events, which are very unpredictable. And uh, and in that case, the built environment is much more stable and much more easy to to uh, analyze and simulate. But we also uh, are building the digital twin and we have released our first version of that um, in 3D form already uh, covering the whole of uh, Estonia. But, uh, but all of that is, I think, adding uh, to the uh, to the global kind of digital twin, and that's an important aspect. And there's discussions ongoing now also in Building Smart and in various other uh, international groups on how to really start 
we can standardize uh, the, the digital twins so that we can exchange information and services between those. Uh, because at the moment, it, it is also quite uh, fragmented. Uh, and they're kind of, you know, living their own life, you know, in, in Helsinki, in Estonia, in Singapore. Uh, and they have very good use cases, but, uh, but they're not really open to maybe uh, to expand using each other's knowledge as easily. It's possible, but it takes a lot of effort. So I think, uh, yeah, what we really are working towards is to find, again, some kind of common common uh, ground between these digital twins on how to, uh, again, exchange information and connect the services. And uh, yeah, maybe this Digital Earth project could be uh, a link for that. But uh, I, I think it's, uh, it's quite a... Uh, fresh project uh, yet on the EU level, so we'll see. Um, we started off by discussing urban supersensing, uh, the theme of WDBE 2021. So in, in terms of supersensing in the built environment, a common language seems to be necessary, right? Well, it's hard to uh, say no to that, right? And uh, yes, you're absolutely right. Um, it all starts with really um, the data. Uh, in a digital world, it starts from the data, and we have to add context to that data. And that's what produces information. And from that information, we can then get insight, and we can do actionable results, uh, etc. Instead, that that is what starts it all off. So, it's again, it's not the most exciting topic. But uh, if we're talking about super senses, but, uh, but it is a kind of prerequisite to make uh, super sensing uh, really a reality to provide the backbone and the data needed for all of your you know, new super senses. Jan, this has been a really interesting discussion. If our audience would like to continue the discussion with you, what is the best way to contact you? Uh, the best way to contact me is maybe to look me up on LinkedIn. Yes, and you can find me there as well. So Jan, thanks again, and let's start using the common language, shall we? It, it, thank you, and it's great to, to be on your show again, Arnie. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. Thanks for listening. Join us at wdbe.org.